0: Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Well, it is Matt Mosley on this fine Wednesday afternoon. Pleased to be with you all the way till six o'clock tonight. We got more Baylor baseball coming up. Tough outing last night. Ran into some trouble against, um, oh, who was it? Aaron? Um, I think that was Grand Canyon University or whatever that group is. And, um, it just didn't work out. I think that I think whoever they were playing was out of uh, Arizona, Grand GCU, something like that. And then Lamar comes in this evening, so hopefully weather holds off and they can get a ball game in uh, tonight. The Rangers are up uh, three to two at the top of the sixth inning over the Seattle Mariners. Day ball looks gorgeous there in Seattle. The Emerald City shimmering by the sea. And uh, Rangers have a little something going right now. With one out, they have uh, Ezekiel Duran uh, over on uh, second base. He just got advanced over to second base. They started him, so it kind of broke up the double play. And uh, we'll see if the Rangers can get something going here. Had a... uh, Jumped out to a lead and in Seattle has come creeping back in this game. Dane Dunning on the on the bump for the uh for the Rangers today has pitched pretty well. Got out of last inning after giving up a run, and uh Rangers do have something going in the sixth. A another Josh Smith just singled. Runners on the corners with one out against these uh against these Mariners. So Keep an eye on it, and uh, Aaron. I'm sure we have that ball game for our folks over on our Fox affiliate, and uh, they can uh, you can you know if you want to tune over there during our uh, just whenever. Oh, we don't, Aaron. Okay. Um, anyway, we uh, one way or the other will keep you up to date on this uh, on this Rangers game as the uh, Rangers have a three two lead and they have a little something going. In the uh, six innings. Uh, it's Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. And of course Stephanie Sports Corner coming up. We had big time guest. We got Baylor guest at 420. We've got um, five o'clock today. The man who broke the news this morning on uh, Bob Huggins uh, getting to stay at West Virginia. And, Aaron, I, I'm sure there are people, there's different ways to look at this. I think some people are thinking, whoa, he's going to get a million dollars less on his salary. He's going to go from, whatever, $4.5 million to $3.5 million. Uh You know what, though? He gets to keep his job. Some people are like, oh, that's a hefty fine. It's not really a fine. I mean, they're not. he doesn't have to write a check for it. He's just in his salary. It's going to be about a million dollars less. So yeah, it's not great, but it's better than getting fired and he's going to have to, you know, go get sensitivity training. Aaron, don't you wish we could all get sensitivity training before we hold off and and said something stupid, said something ridiculous like that? I mean, it's like I wish we could sometimes get sensitivity training um, you know, a little earlier. But uh and, by the way, the Rangers have just um, here in the bottom or the top of the sixth inning in Seattle, Rangers have taken a 4-2 lead on an RBI single by Simeon and uh, uh, put it right through between the third baseman and shortstop right over there and uh, Rangers in business and have taken a 4-2 lead. Aaron, I got I, – to me – I, I, it's interesting how different people see these things. I, I think that you know, based on what he said, Bob Huggins is incredibly fortunate to still be coaching at West Virginia. Uh, then a joint statement was put out by the AD and the president of West Virginia. And, Aaron, I'm sure you've had a chance to look at that. It had a lot of stuff in there about, what Huggins is going to have to do. He's going to have to speak to these groups, and he's going to have to say this to that. I mean, Aaron, do the LGBTQ community at West Virginia and in in the state of West Virginia, do you think they're all, like, excited about, like, Bob Huggins coming to speak? I mean, I don't know. I To me, I, I don't even know. Like, first of all, what makes him even – I guess he can come and apologize or whatever, but if I'm – you know, like – I don't think those groups are, like, dying to have, oh, man, let's have Bob Huggins come and make an apology to our group. Maybe they will. But I didn't see anything in that punishment today that made me think, oh, man, Bob's learned his lesson. Oh, this is a tough, this is a tough penalty. Aaron, I just kept thinking to myself, how fortunate is he that he's a legendary coach and that they found a way to keep him? Now again, I'm not into this cancel culture type. Let's fire everybody who says something or makes a mistake. But Aaron, I, I, I when I saw the the today's punishment, I thought he got off pretty easy. Is that wrong of me, or do you agree with me?
2: Compared to what's happened to other people in similar situations, I think he did. I, I yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I will say I was surprised at at, at the punishment. Can, considering what's happened to a few other people in similar situations. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I he's 69 years old, and he goes on. Now, again, we'll talk to somebody at 5 o'clock who's been breaking news on this that covers West Virginia. And I'd like to dig into this one little line in this guy's story where he says that Bob didn't know he was on – the air. I mean, I, 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 did he think they were just calling up to yuck it up with him? And he was just kind of on a conference call. I don't know. I'd like to explore more about that. Now, again, still makes him look awful because, you know, part of what got Donald Sterling fired for what he said with the Clippers was because somebody, his girlfriend at the time, surreptitiously, or fiance recorded him. Now, was that fair? Should he have been fired off that well? I don't know. He he was. I mean, Aaron, he should have been he should have been forced to sell the team for being a horrible owner way before it became obvious how racist he was. All right, Aaron. I don't want to dig into our next guest time because what she brings on a daily basis has uh, really really changed up our show, changed the feeling of it. And people really look forward to it. Aaron, it's
3: time. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and
1: Emerson Tractors. This may, I mean, we have seen some very high ratings on this program. And I I think this has only made the ratings continue (laughs) to To escalate,
4: this is go sky high. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Stephanie from Cells now steps into our ESPN uh, Central Texas newsroom, and Stephanie, I'm I'm almost scared to ask you (laughs) what's on your mind today, considering the ostrich racing, the made up story that you apparently put a saddle. I did not
4: make that up.
1: A saddle on an ostrich. I don't know if anybody ever – Aaron, did we ever looked at the text line to see if anybody could confirm that?
2: I believe it was – it is a real thing, but I think it was Grumpy Old Fan that – Yes, you would know. texted in that they get up to about 250 pounds, which kind of goes to your point that ostriches aren't big enough for grown men to be riding.
4: They're not – well, okay, hang on, y'all. Or
1: grown women. I mean,
4: I (laughs) I, –
2: Yeah, any grown human –
1: yeah. I think is probably I mean, too I,
2: heavy. Even a jockey, if they say they weighed a hundred and I don't know how much how the jockey weighs. I weigh weigh don't know. times are usually Still half yes, the weight do. of the of the ostrich. That's, with those with those long, spindly up. legs, they can't do that.
4: Look it up, people. Look it up. Anyways, real quick, I gotta give a shout out to one of my sponsors. It's Wednesday. And I do that for Uncle Worm's Smokehouse and Texas Cuisine. Today is Ladies' Days, ladies. So if you want to head over to Uncle Worms on nineteenth Street in Waco, you get ten percent off. So go see them. Anyways.
1: I well, back to Aaron's point though. <laughs> Here we go. The, the spindly little legs is to completely correct of him to say you got tiny you, <laughs> these are not. Big enough uh, animals to be holding people on their backs, racing around. Again, this is this is worse than the way, the way they're treating the horses at Churchill Downs. And by the way, <laughs> ostriches do not have the same protections, though, that even horses have.
4: No, they know. Ostrich,
1: but it's exotic game. People, like there's someplace in Waco right now or someplace in our listening audience where they're serving ostrich. You, you can ostrich eat burger. ostrich.
4: Yeah, it's really popular in Africa. Did you know that? It's, no, it's like, not
1: just Africa. I mean, well, I
4: ain't eating an ostrich. Are you going to eat an ostrich? I'm sure. not eating ostrich. I sure. can't.
1: What's that place you had me do a show one time <laughs> over there near the Baylor campus, right across 35? Uh,
4: Twisted Root got, Burger. Uh, burger. Yeah, they may it.
1: From time to time, Twisted Root will have some ostrich on the menu, and you can get you an ostrich burger.
4: Well, uh, yeah, that's I love true. a good
1: bison burger. Very lean. Yes, very lean I can meat. Do that. I like a a, a well-seasoned turkey burger. um so yeah you can get ostrich burger and you can get ostrich boots yeah they just do the ostriches do not have <laughs> the similar protections that the horses uh, experience my gosh okay okay now, anyways what are you what do you whoa whoa
4: <laughs> ostrich I will, I will let look, you. look on the YouTubes you can see them race I promise you I didn't make it up
1: but. okay ostrich racing. And it's happening <laughs> all over the country, and apparently even in uh, what was the big state for this. What'd you say? It's somewhere in the Midwest, didn't you? Min- uh, like Iowa Minnesota, does it? Uh-huh. In Iowa. Iowa,
4: Nevada, New Orleans. What's he saying, anyway. Yeah. But- I think
1: people just have a big night in New Orleans and think they see an Austria. <laughs>
4: yeah, it could be. <laughs> but did you know that today is National Golf Day? Bet you didn't know.
1: I wish I had known that. I I wonder if they're doing anything at some of the local golf courses to celebrate that. Some discounts, you know. Every time I'm I'm in studio, I look out there, and oh man, it just you see the golf course. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just hard not to not to see it out there, and I've just loved it forever. And uh, Cottonwood, Mm -hmm. just it's just it's a special place. But uh, what, what do you know? Well, of what's, what are you? Why are you telling us this? Because uh, I'm going
4: to give you some fun facts about it. So all right. golf. And
1: inter, International Golf
5: Day. Yes,
4: it is. And it is celebrated every year on May 10th, which I did not know. It's celebrated all over the world. And it is an $84.1 billion industry. That's in the world, which is a lot of money. But golf was invented in Scotland in the 15th century. And the longest recorded drive in golf history was over 500 yards in 1974 by a gentleman named Mike Austin. He hit a drive that measured 515 yards during the U.S. National Senior Open Championship. From my understanding, that's like a long way, right? That's like five football fields or something. Like, I'm not a golfer, but you are, Matt, so... Um, that has been recorded in history. Now I yeah yeah now
1: I probably was like ten cup where the guy like went out <laughs> in a parking lot and and the ball kept rolling down a carpet. That's that's insane. You have to have you got to be hitting downhill. You got to have thin air. Sounds like something that would have happened in Colorado. I would like. Um, for, for tomorrow, you to dig it more into that story. The okay. 1974, first of all, uh, just so you know, Stephanie, senior golfers are not known for hitting the longest drives. Yeah, so I know. A but. senior golf <laughs> tournament, this is very odd and weird. And plus, in 1974, they didn't have the equipment that they have now. That's true. So this is probably false information. Well, I will uh, find out.
4: Aaron's <laughs> <laughs> in here laughing. But here, here's the other thing that I found out. Is that um, back in the 1800s, you know, when they were golf was just coming out, balls, the golf balls were actually made of leather and stuffed with feathers. So as we progress on to 2023, we now have the, you know, the hard balls and they have dimples in them, which I didn't realize that. And but the first U.S. Open, the balls were smooth and didn't have dimples in them, like the ridges or the circles or whatever. I guess dimples. Yeah. So I didn't know that either. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And you know,
1: I I knew. Oh, I thought oh, no, you asked me ahead. a question. No, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I do know that they used to have what they called um, the the inside of a golf ball. It was called like gutta balls, gutta ball, like G U T T A. Huh. But but the leather with the feather center makes a little sense because if you think about it, that's almost kind of like what footballs used to you know the Mm -hmm. old original pigskin had something similar to that it was low it was um filled with with different things than it is now the 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 inner parts of it were maybe more of a feather or something but um very very interesting Mm -hmm. but what else do you have for us
4: i have that um golf is one of the only two sports that have been played on the moon in 1971 astronaut ellen shepard Hit two golf balls while on the moon during the Apollo 14 mission. That's kind of cool, right? And golf is the only sport that is played on all seven continents. Don't ask me to name the seven continents because I will fail. (laughs) But kind of cool, right? So, um, And then, let's see, I didn't know this, so call me dumb, but the word caddy comes from the French word cadet. Which means younger brother or assistant. I get that assistant, but I did not know. It was actually came from the French word cadet. So that's a little um, golf info, knowledge for you today. And this weekend is the See, Byron if it was Nelson. French,
1: I think it would be, uh, originally, if it's a French word, it would be cadet. It could be. It would be. not be cadet. Uh, well,
4: okay, you could be right. <laughs> Scholar. Matthew Scholar. <laughs> But anyways, uh, this weekend is the Byron Nelson in McKinney, Texas, up in your area at Craig Ranch. And it can be streamed on ESPN+. Plus. So there you go. I like well,
1: that. Well, it, it can be streamed on ESPN+. Plus. Some of it will be on the Golf Channel. Correct. And generally, it's on CBS for the weekend. And that coverage usually right. starts at about 2 o'clock. But, uh,
4: so if you yeah, need a nap, watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no. I... I may be attending this. Uh, oh, Mother's here. Day is Sunday. And, uh, in fact, I had a major faux pas last night. and was not aware, perhaps, that it was slipping up on us as, as quickly as it was. But uh, very interesting. Okay, Mother's Day, remember everybody, uh, take care of Mama. That is uh, on Sunday. And then Saturday is uh, Thursday through Sunday is the Byron Nelson. Good stuff, Stephanie. I Thank like you. some. I like the golf knowledge, and now I, th- I don't. That's that to me, seems way too far back. You indicated that golf started in the 1500s. I would dispute that. Uh, I've try- I've tried to dispute everything you've said today. I know you did. I would <laughs> I would the deal dispute with that, that <laughs> as well. It's a challenge day. Okay, it's okay. I'm challenging. Yeah. Well, I and, do know uh, here, it
4: was invented in Scotland because you have what is it, St. Andrews. Of course, you
1: got you have that one right. And the most <laughs> famous golfers um, were at, at the old course in St. Andrews were old Tom Morris and young Tom Morris. And they were and they were sort of the original, like unbelievable golfers would win all the tournaments in that thing. Young Tom Morris and old Tom Morris in the at the old course in St. Andrews, where to this day, every five years, they still play The British Open. Good stuff, Stephanie. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy Wednesday. Appreciate you and Uncle Worm and the whole gang. All right? All right. Have a good one. Tell Unc I said hi. All right. So Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And that was Stephanie's Sports Corner, bringing us a lot of good knowledge on golf. And, uh, oh, wait, we're we're running behind now, Uh, although I really enjoyed all of that. John Werner, the decorated writer from the Waco Trib, joins us next. This is is
6: ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for the jam-up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 over wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost costs you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnershevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family.
7: Koki Family Farms provides the ultimate in custom application and fertilizer for all your road crops and pasture needs. They are a distributor of fertilizer for farmland, grain, feed, hay, pasture crops, and vegetation for agricultural and farm supplies, along with growing and raising corn, wheat, and sorghum. Goki Family Farms is your local contact for LG corn seed and their performing corn hybrids and grain sorghum products. A proud supporter of Crawford High School Athletics, Goki Family Farms, seven generations strong.
3: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at syntexsportsfan.com. Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty,
9: staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District, and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant distributor in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays, and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company, call Brad Cox at 254-486-0123
3: Now back to the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again
1: is Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Boy, I like that. I like the. I like how we're kind of introducing things, and uh, very pleased to be joined by John Werner. And um, John, lots to uh, lots to get there. But uh, how about this this uh, softball situation? How cool is that with? Uh, Glenn Moore, and you never know because OU's like forty-nine and one every year, and you never know how they're going to handle this thing. But Coach Moore, I mean, I don't think anybody expected Baylor to <coughs> jump back on the national scene quite to this to this level. Uh, John, you've been around that team and Coach Moore for a long time. How excited were you to see him be named uh, uh, Big Twelve uh, softball coach of the year?
10: Yeah, yeah, actually, it was co-coach of the year with Patty Gasso. But, yeah, he's extremely deserving. Um, he, uh, <laughs> they've got six wins over top five teams this year. They've never done that. And I don't know how many teams have ever done that in college softball. So, I mean, that, that's extremely impressive. Sweeping Texas last week in a three-game series after losing two out of three at Iowa State. I mean, and especially doing it without uh, Dariana Orm, their ace. Uh, Coach Moore made the uh, uh, pretty uh, gutsy decision to rest her because uh, obviously her arm was tired. She hadn't had the same velocity she had had. And it turned out remarkable. Uh, Freshman Riley Crandall threw a pair of five hitters, got two wins over Texas, Casey West uh, won the other game. I mean, it was just an, an incredible weekend, and uh, I think that probably propelled uh, Coach Moore to uh, co-coach of the year.
1: I mean, if you want to call it co-coach of the year, you can. I choose to call it just coach of the year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just staring. Deserving. I'm just staring at the Baylor softball tweet that they put out. And uh, you, as you might guess, it's got a big, great picture of a coach, and it <laughs> says "Coach of the Year." No, I don't <laughs> right. see a co anywhere around this thing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm
10: gonna, well, I'm gonna cool to roll it with HR. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, but boy, Coach Gasso, that is an amazing program. Now it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this Big Twelve. Tournament, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see you know how they where they kind of land in all this. What are you hearing as far as a possible host of of that first round? Do you um do you think the Bears have been able to play their way back into that? What are you what are kind of the vibes you're getting on that?
10: Well, I think they're right there at that 16th spot. Of course, there's 16. Uh, regional host sites, and Baylor's right there. They're number 15 in the coaches' poll. They're number 17 in the uh, RPI, which is one spot behind Clemson. So I would say they better beat Iowa State tomorrow in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, You know, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they had lost two of three to them. So they really need that game, and they should be really fired up for it. But then, of course, they play OU. If they beat OU, oh, yeah. I mean, just check it off Friday. They'll be a regional host.
1: If they beat OU, I say we just call off the season.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's
10: not a bad idea, man. I mean, since they've given them their only loss, you know, to give them two losses would be Uh uh, phenomenal.
1: Where did they go and beat somebody big this year? Knoxville, they beat the Tennessee Vols, you know, in a couple of games. And after one of those games, I was telling Glenn, I was texting him, I'm like, why don't y'all get on out of town? I mean, you got a great (laughs) win over the number four team in the country. How about just leaving? And and he kinda liked the idea, although they stayed and won another game against I mean, it, it really is remarkable. How focused they are at times, and the the um, second team all Big Twelve, by the way, for Dari, I would have given her somehow found a way to have her on the first team, but I understand you got if you, however you're going to break it down, all Big Twelve freshman Riley Crandall, I mean that's been as you said what they did against Texas was a calculated risk, but it worked, and they and they got to the sweep, and I think they'll be better for it because Dari will get some of that velocity back. Uh, John, that's amazing. What Coach was telling me the other day, that she had lost as much as five miles per hour. I thought in my mind it would probably be maybe two or three miles per hour. That she was about five or six down. And, John, that can make just a huge difference. Um, and you've been watching this game and covering softball for a long time. You can kind of speak to that. Do you think this rest... Um, We may see a reinvigorated Dari this next time out.
10: Oh, I think uh, she'll be closer to what she was earlier in the year, which was just completely shut down pitcher, just dominating teams. Yeah, she really needed the rest, uh, risk the rest. Uh, She, uh, I mean, it was obviously she wasn't the same pitcher the last few weekends. She had a pretty bad weekend. Against Iowa State, uh, gave up a big homer in that third game, and she just wasn't herself. And uh, I, I was a little surprised that Glenn decided uh, not to pitch her against Texas, because I mean, you're taking your ace out of the rotation, and uh, you know you want to be playing well coming into the postseason. But man, what a what a risk that paid off. Now we'll see how much she she pitches at the Big 12 tournament. Uh, I, I don't know if she will start tomorrow because, you know, uh, Riley and Casey really pitched well last weekend. So he'd feel confident with either of those pitchers in there. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see her throw maybe a little bit just to kind of you know, sharpen her up a little you know, to get ready for for the regional tournament. But, man, I mean, they they're looking good. And not only that, their, their defense was outstanding against Texas. Uh, McKenzie Wilson uh, uh, filtered a ball off the wall and threw a girl out at second. Uh, Their infield was just tremendous all weekend. I mean, uh, that can't be overlooked how good their defense has been. Glenn has said many times that, you know, this ranks with some of the best defenses he's had. And uh, I I think they're a pretty strong looking team coming into regional.
1: I'd like to see you at that uh, Letter Winners Club on Sunday for the announcement show. Now, that would be fun, John. We just kind of congregate there. Although, what does light snacks mean? Uh, they, they... <laughs>
10: <laughs> I'd say you better eat something ahead of time. <laughs> I
11: think it's just
10: kind of, kind of keep the media happy, you know, uh-huh. light food. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect, you know, something that's really going to fill you up
1: like crazy wings or something like that from George's. I kind of, I wouldn't mind some crazy wings getting involved. Probably a little lighter, maybe some cookies and uh, that chips. sounds
10: about more like it.
1: Pretzels, yeah. something along those lines. Uh, John Werner from the Waco Trib joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Now, John, what do you, this time of year, you sometimes like to dabble in some of that great, like, high school uh baseball and softball will you will you get out there and and see some of that we got i think west in action obviously crawford we we're carrying both those schools games and then looking forward boskeville valley mills i mean some tremendous baseball teams we've seen what china springs done in the past with baseball uh where are you kind of leaning in terms of your your high school coverage
10: well, I don't know where I will be yet. Uh, Bryce is going to tell me probably the next right. day or two. Uh, you know, right. We'll just kind of see how things go. But uh, you're right. Uh, softball, baseball, high school is really tremendous around here, and it's really a fun time of year.
1: All right. And I'm interested, by the way, in this Baylor basketball thing. Have you noticed they, they're, they're being ranked as far as, like, the winners and losers in the portal they're putting the Bears in the loser category. Didn't feel like the Bears, they lost some and didn't bring in a lot of reinforcements. John, I mean, give us some good news. Do you feel like maybe maybe the Bears will get good news after this combine, the NBA combine? Now, three invites from the Baylor team. Now, the right. good news is two of the three, two of the three could return to the Bears, uh flagler and bridges i mean are the can you give us any i mean what kind of vibes are you getting with the baylor basketball program in terms of moving forward
10: well i think scott is waiting on those two guys to see what they're gonna do uh you know if, if uh, neither comes back they'll probably add a couple transfers you know if one comes back they'll probably just add one but, uh, yeah, I think they're definitely waiting on those guys. I think at least one of those guys would come back. I, I think uh, Jalen will probably be back. I'm not so sure about Adam because he's already been in college five years. Uh, he had he a had red shirt a year uh, after transferred from Pres- Presbyterian, uh, played three seasons at Baylor. I'm not quite sure, although he uh, he wants to – uh he wants to go into sports medicine so he would probably could work on his master's degree or or whatever uh so that might be a draw there but uh you know i kind of get the sense he'd like to go pro try that out for a while but but we'll see what happens
1: all right they've been projected already bracketology as an eight seed (laughs) I love bracketology. Yeah, I I looked this up yesterday. They've already got like the bubble teams. Texas Tech is already on the bubble for next year. Bracketology. <laughs> As we me, that's, sit
10: here, that's people with too too little to do.
1: That's Joe Lenardi. ESPN's like Joe does not need to do any vacation. Let's have this man. Let's get some bracketology and start. uh, And and, you know, the portal has given us more to write about and talk about. I mean, it has. I mean, think about that. It's changed the way you cover college basketball. There used to be a nice big break where we didn't really talk about much, and now it it there's not much of a break. I mean, before long, these guys will all be on campus.
10: Yeah, there really isn't a break at all. I mean, it's kind of like a season unto itself, the portal season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And uh, I'm not sure if most coaches really like it much because it's a lot of extra work. I mean, it's extra work for sports writers just to keep up with it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they basically just have to keep re-recruiting, re-recruiting all the time.
1: It used to be Baylor was not going to lose like somebody they didn't want to lose. And that has changed. I mean, it it honestly has changed for everybody. Um, I just don't think there's any programs anymore where it's just like, Oh, nobody will ever leave that program. I don't think anybody can say that. Now there are programs that seem to be more magnets and bring people in. And boy, Bill self got heavily involved uh, in the portal and, He's got a good bunch coming in. But it is funny how we see the portal and we immediately, you know, put these teams like, all right, that's the number that's the top five team in the country, before we see anything about the chemistry, how they're gonna fit in, who's gonna leave. I mean, think about Texas's recruiting class for two thousand twenty three. I mean, it's yeah. like one guy decides to stay and their top guy coming in for two thousand twenty three, Ron Holland, says, I'm out of here. I'm gonna recl I'm I'm gonna I'm going to uh, reopen my recruitment. I mean, I, I, I don't often feel sorry for the Horns about anything. But Ron Holland deciding at the last minute that he's not going to be part of their 2023 class, man, John, that's changed everything. I, I, I think, I, I mean, the portal has has just had this trickle-down effect and I think we're going to continue to see more of this. Guys that have long committed change their minds at the last minute.
10: Well, I think another uh, example is Jalen Ellis, uh, the former Baylor receiver. Uh, he committed to West Virginia. Uh, Dion Sanders comes along. Oh, well, I think I'll commit to Colorado. I mean, <laughs> you can't even count on commitments after they decide to transfer from somewhere. So, yeah, it's it's just totally nuts.
1: Can you imagine trying to get your transcript together and get all your information, and you've been at, like, three schools in about a month, in about a month and a half period? You've you've been at three different schools? And, oh, by the way, Dion's not known for his transcript work, okay? <laughs> that, that, that prime prep, they're still trying to straighten out some of those transcripts. Uh, that, that is – now, do you think Colorado will be – They'll be entertaining, and they'll be relevant again. Do you think there's any chance they're good this year? Now, they can't be any worse. They were 1-11 last year. Um, oh, I, but do you, yeah, do you think, they think they could be, be pretty good? No,
10: I don't. I think he's got to get his program together. I think the key there is uh, his assi- assistants, really, especially his coordinators. You know, if they're top level, you know, if they can coach him really well, because Dion's obviously the recruiter. But I think it's going to really kind of depend on his assistants and uh, his coordinators to really coach them.
1: Are you surprised that Bob Huggins still has a job today? Or did that not surprise you that they found a way to keep him?
10: I'm not shocked just because he's, uh, you know, he's such a legend there. He's been around for so long. Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of other coaches probably would have been fired, uh, but I'm not real surprised, but, uh, you know, he is on kind of thin ice
1: now. Kind of like Bob Knight when he was given, like, one more chance and he did something and he was gone in Indiana. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, of course, those guys are kind of contemporaries in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, John, I uh, I, appreci- I appreciate a very old school. I appreciate the time, and um, I never have to worry about you saying anything offensive on the radio.
10: <laughs> well i don't want to want, want, i don't want to get you banned matt
1: that's,
10: <laughs> that's my biggest goal
1: there there are other people who would be all for that but uh <laughs> anyway thank you thank you john all right i'll talk to you soon appreciate you see you Matt. all right there he goes john warner from the waco trib Always fun having John on, catching up with him, seeing what's on his mind. He knows softball, and I I, I love talking some softball with him now that I've really jumped on the bandwagon. All right, next it is Campus Confidential.
12: It's on to the Big 12 tournament in Oklahoma City for Glenn Moore and Baylor softball this weekend on 101.3 FM.
7: It's Baylor and Iowa State to open the Big 12 tournament Thursday from Oklahoma City, 945 for the warm-up show, 10 a.m. First pitch on 101.3 FM.
12: Join Dan Ingham from the Big 12 tournaments every game on 101.3 FM.
4: Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for Ladies Night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Boskyville.
0: Dozens of 2023 Buicks are on the lot and priced to move at Richard Carr Buick. A prestigious luxury SUV without the luxury price. Experience the quiet escape and premium drive of a Buick SUV on a test drive today at Richard Carr. Right now, qualified buyers get a 2023 Buick Encore GX at 3.9% for 60 months, plus save 1000 dealer discount or save $3,500 on a 2023 Buick Enclave Avenue. In stock, see dealer for details.
9: At Richard Carr, we give you more.
3: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
12: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Now's the time to get a great deal on a Kubota Z200 Series mower with the new K-Ride
3: Comfort System. The series delivers a quality cut and an exceptional ride. Right now, get a Kubota Z200 Series mower with the K-Ride Comfort System for zero down, 0% APR for 36 months. Now through June 30th. See us or go to
0: KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
3: WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com.
4: Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company.
9: There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night, but also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages.
4: Locally owned and operated, Sterling Clothing Company. 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6 and Sunday noon till 5.
12: Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for
3: Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Audience Matt Mosley, uh, about 15 minutes away from getting back into probably something Aaron will want to bring up here uh, Bob Huggins and his punishment has come down today. And we'll talk the man who uh, broke the news on today's punishment. Will be on with us at five o'clock. Covers West Virginia sports. That's a uh, Mike Casaza and uh, Casaza, and uh, that'll be uh, that'll be good for uh, two four seven. I believe it is, and uh, we'll talk to Mike here in about fifteen minutes. Aaron, what do you have for us today?
2: We will start with West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins. He will return to the sideline next season in the wake of using an anti-gay slur in a radio interview earlier this week. Huggins has agreed. To a million dollar salary reduction, a three game suspension and sensitivity training. Huggins suspension will take place during the Mountaineers' first three regular season games, and his contract will be amended from a multi-year agreement to a year-by-year pact that starts May 10th, 2023 and ends April thirtieth of next year.
1: All right. I based on what he did, I, I think the people I've heard say, well, you got fined a million. Not really. A fine is when you have to sit down and you write a check uh, for something from your account. Now he's going to write checks and he's going to donate to this and that, but you know it's. Um, I mean, he really showed his true colors in that uh, in that conversation. He may feel bad about it and all that, and that's fine. But um, I think he I think he got off relatively um, easily here. And you say, Maddie. He lost a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you, um, depending on how well he do in the next year or so or how long he do- he's there, they'll give him ways to make that money back. There'll be a way to come back from that. And uh, those were extremely harmful words. Now, did he deserve to lose? I, I would have hated to see his career end like that i'm never one of these like fire them fire them cancel them they're done i mean i always hope there's a way back but i would say the punishment is not bad for what he did and what he said and uh, again we'll have more on that here in a here in a few minutes but uh man just uh just a really uh, uh a bad deal uh it by huggins and and uh Uh, I it's, uh, it's some of the things that he's going to have to do in terms of going around, speaking to groups, talking to groups, learning about them. I'm not so sure, as I said earlier, that the LGBTQ groups are all dying to hear from Bob Huggins. Now, he can read. He can go to sensitivity training. He can read up on things. But let's not try to turn him into some kind of expert. Oh, Bob said some. You know, homophobic slurs. Let's send him on a speaking tour. No, Bob. Bob just, I mean, made a you know a, a a rear of himself. All right, and it blew up on him. He said exactly what was on his mind. So I I always hesitate to go. Well, send him out on one of these speaking tours. I don't know if that's going to teach anybody anything. Now, maybe there are people from that community that would like an in-person apology from Bob Huggins. And if that's so, then great. Then great. I just, my thought would be, I don't think there's just a ton of people out there thinking, wow, Bob's shown up and I feel better now. He showed up at this event and he was contrite and we decided to move on. No, Bob was just being Bob. And he just happened to get caught doing it. So anybody who thinks, oh my gosh, he's going to, He's going to change. I mean, I don't know. Most people don't change. Legendary basketball coaches don't change at age 69, but we'll see. We'll see.
2: Former Michigan basketball star Hunter Dickinson was on the Round Ball podcast earlier this week, and you will never guess what one of the biggest factors, according to him, was in choosing Kansas as the school he transferred to.
1: Let's see. Uh... <laughs> Like the engineering program there at Ku, okay. what uh, what, what is what is Hunter saying? Or the food on campus? Great spots there in Lawrence. It, some of the some of the really some great dining options. Some really, <laughs> some really cool condos there. Gets great condos right across there from uh, from Fog Allen. No, what did uh, what did Hunter say attracted him there? You're
2: gonna be shocked. It was money. Dickinson, a first-team All-American last year who averaged 18.5 points and nine rebounds a game as a junior at Michigan last season, said his critics would also make a move for a pay raise during the appearance on the podcast Tuesday. He said, quote, the people hating on me would leave their job right now for a $10,000 increase. I got at Michigan less than six figures. I got less than six figures at Michigan for the year, implying, obviously, that He's going to get more than six figures this year at Kansas.
1: <laughs> I applaud the young man. I, I applaud him. Just get, hey, just be straight up about it. You know, he could come in there. It wasn't about this. It wasn't about that. A better fit. Love the coaching. Want to be in the Big Twelve. Whatever. Want to help with the NBA. It's uh, it's the money. It's the money. And uh, Kansas giving him a big raise. I mean, the thing is. Kansas' been doing this for how many years, Aaron? I mean, nobody was better equipped to handle a hit the ground running with the NIL than, than Bill. I mean, the NCAA's been chasing him now for like five years and, and he just kind of joked with them, just kind of shunned them. and it worked. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State, that poor coach, they turn themselves in, they get hurt, and then everybody leaves him anyway. Hey, thank you, Coach. We're going to go over here check you out see what they're doing down the road here. i oh, like, Coach, I'm sorry. We're going to go try it. We're going to go see what K-State's got to offer us. I mean, Oklahoma State, Aaron, look at their transfer portal. You want to think Baylor's had a, a rough transfer <laughs> portal period? Go look at Coach Boynton at Oklahoma State. I mean, it's just it's like the whole everybody just left them. Just say, hey, we've had enough. The
2: Big 12 announced The awards for softball earlier today, and Baylor softball well represented, including head coach Glenn Moore, winning coach of the year for the first time in his career, which shocked me because obviously Coach Moore has been doing it for a long time and having a lot of success, but he was the co-coach of the year along with the Oklahoma coach. Meanwhile, infielder Shailen Gavan made the first team. Pitcher Dariana Orr made the second team, and Riley Crandall made the all-Big 12 freshman team.
1: <laughs> I love Coach Moore. I'm so excited. I mean, think about this. Four conference titles, <laughs> four World Series appearances, Aaron, and, like, how many Coach of the Years had that earned him over the years? Well, I don't th- not a lot. I was shocked. Now this year, Aaron, what place did they get in the conference? When all is said and done, what place did they finish? Fifth, fourth, fourth. Okay, fourth, fourth place in the conference, and he, he gets the he gets the <laughs> he gets Big Twelve coach. A year. I mean they're making up for lost time. He should have had it before now, but based on what people are thinking coming into this year, based on big wins out of conference, in conference, way to go, way to go, Big Twelve. Way to step up and get this right, Aaron. Who is that? Is this the coaches that vote, or the big? I don't think this is writers, is it? Whoever votes on this, way to go, way to, way to kind of way to go, way to get this thing going. And Aaron, who finished, who finished second in the conference? Probably the. Uh, I don't know if it was OSU or Texas, but I think Oklahoma they were not after the. They were, I'll tell you who they weren't going to vote for is anybody from the University of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying good riddance to you longhorns and after that sweep coach Moore. and again it's not just for that sweep it's for the totality of that record but i do love that all the amazing things he's done and then they finish fourth and he wins the big 12 conference uh, uh, coach of the year funny but, boy, well-deserved. He did it, man. He went out there and did it. So, very excited for Coach Moore in the program.
2: One more real quick before we get to the break. Former Baylor receiver Jalen Ellis, who entered the transfer portal last week and committed to West Virginia, changed his commitment yesterday, and he is now headed to Boulder to play for Colorado and Deion Sanders.
1: All right. I mean, do, is there any sort of deal Aaron it used to I thought that it was just the the one-time free portal change can you can you literally declare a school and then go right back into portal and redeclare a school? I mean has something happened do you think Colorado kind of looked around and said oh man we we did end up running a ton of players off. remember that kid from Baylor with all that straight line speed? Let's see if we can talk him out of it. What's West Virginia thinking? Is that where he went, Aaron? Is that what you said?
2: No, what, he, admit, what, he he, admit, he, he made it originally committed to West Virginia. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, switch what to Colorado. Must they,
1: What must they be thinking? I mean, they land somebody nice, they celebrate it in a portal, and then Dion just comes and takes whatever he wants. I mean, I I would say I used to would joke that Dion's going to get him on probation. But there's literally no way to get on probation in college football anymore. Aaron, what would you have to do? I mean, you'd have to catch the AD or the coach, like, riding going to the car dealership and, and, and gifting them the car. I mean, you would have to – I mean, you got to be crazy. you got to be as bad as that Alabama baseball coach to get caught these days. You got, I mean, that's – now, that you're talking about dumb criminals – I mean, to call up somebody to place a bet for you, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rest my starting pitcher, load up on LSU, and we're going to lose this game on purpose, okay? And they'll never catch us. Wow. I mean, just I don't even know what what, what kind of price he's going to pay. But he should, you should. When you're that dumb, you should lose your career. I mean, that is unbelievable. That sounds kind of harsh, Aaron. I'm not for losing careers, but that was dumb. Was that was done by that guy. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. The man who broke the news on Huggy Bear this morning. Huggins' uh, punishment
3: is on with us next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for
6: Baylor Athletics. Hey folks, Jerry Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 our wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost costs you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we treat you like family.
5: Central National Bank, member FDIC.
4: Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com.
7: Up to 60% off. Storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts. Top diamond quality. Thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion. All up to 60% off. Not a discount store. It's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers
4: uncle worm smokehouse texas cuisine is not just a food truck anymore they now have a restaurant in the old red barn in Bosqueville. enjoy their special unique dishes like mac daddy brisket mac and cheese meatballs plus the best ribeye steaks in town featuring a full bar with unique cocktails ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every wednesday night and get 10 percent off karaoke Thursday nights, and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville.
3: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple,
0: ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's
1: Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, let's go to Morgantown. Uh, Mike Casaza joining us from Twenty Four Seven Sports, and Mike, this is uh, supposed to be a relatively slow time—baseball winding up, softball, all of that—and then this Huggins news hits. Um, been a busy forty-eight hours or so for you, and uh, and and you had a nice hit this morning on the amended contract of Bob Huggins. Uh, What was your thinking when this first, I mean, how did you even hear about this? Did it, did somebody like shoot you a note about the interview? Or was it like when it started floating around? What was, what was kind of your first, uh, uh, when you found out about this? Uh, What, what were, did you almost think it was unreal um, when you, when you first were tipped off about it?
14: yeah, let me start where you started, Matt, because West Virginia's baseball team is like one of the best in the country this year. um, their football program is not so football's out of the way, and people are not pulling their hair out about it because they you know <laughs> kind of want the coach gone or they'd like to maybe just win six games, but they're like, hey, baseball's awesome, and West Virginia basketball, hey, man, the Hall of Fame coach has his mojo back. They have the number one transfer portal class in the country. this season's mm-hmm. gonna be awesome. Hey, man, the sun's coming out, it's gonna be seventy five seventy eight Wait, Bob Huggins is on the radio in Cincinnati with Bill Cunningham at noon on a Monday. I wonder what he could say uh oh <laughs> and uh-huh. and like if you're if you're at all familiar with West virginia athletics you you kinda know that when you don't think the worst thing is gonna happen, the worst thing happens and here you have the relative calm of an off season all of a sudden, like like a sledgehammer to a pane of glass, it's all shattered because. This is a Mount Rushmore figure when it comes to WBU sports. And for him to put himself in this situation was probably extremely disheartening for a lot of people. So, yeah, it was a bummer. That became number one on the ledger for a time of year where things are pretty quiet, you think. You Mm -hmm. know, the transfer portal is about to close. There's no spring football. Baseball is cool, but what type of news does that generate? You know, one minute you're wondering, hey, could their second baseman be one of the players of the year candidates nationally? Yes. And the next minute you're like, Well, that's an interesting choice of words, Bob Huggins, and you're trying to figure out how deep he is in the deep end of the pool right now. And the answer is very deep. You know, there was there were serious questions about his termination, and just following that thread for a long, long time. um, You know, just they had a really bad day Tuesday. Just the public outcry was so bad from you know an ACLU group, an uh, Pride group, an LGBTQ LGBTQ plus group. It was bad. They were all coming out against Huggins and the university here. And the longer it went along, you're thinking this isn't going to be good for the coach because there's going to be more of this at a higher volume in number and tenor of the conversation. And it felt like it had to end somehow sooner or later. And I think they really expedited things Tuesday night and then today. And, you know, just just knowing people and following the breadcrumbs here, it just it came to be that they were going to spend them. More significant to me, they really amended his contract and we can get into that. But you know, there's a nominal number of games. There is some significant education sensitivity and outreach, but also his contract is totally different now. Um and, and for a person like me when it comes to, you know, papers, contracts, things you can actually get your hands on and get a look at, that became significant. It made me seem like they were gonna do something here because they were talking about how do we turn a multi year contract into something we can revisit every year to see if he's still in line with what the university stands for. And you know this Matt from beat writing? Things happen at night. <laughs> like, last night, you know, people get back from meetings and they put their kids to bed, they talk about it, and they answer questions and they fire off texts and emails. And it became pretty clear last night that his job was safe, which was a cause for celebration, but also that he was going to have to pay, and he really did figuratively and uh, literally today.
1: Welcome to town, Rin Baker, the new athletic director. I mean you got this football coach thing to figure out and then Bob Huggins does this this is a huge unforced error by Bob and it wasn't even like it was you know it it wasn't even I was telling somebody yesterday it wasn't even funny like it was just kind of like he was taken I mean it was it was like they were in the locker room or something and 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 it was like this what you would, some people would call loose talk or whatever and then I think there was some reporting I've been reading what you were writing about this there were some sources who thought that maybe he didn't realize he was on the air. Now, you still can get in trouble, obviously, open mic kind of situation, saying something like that off the air. Do you think Bob somehow thought he was talking to these old buddies and they just called him up and either they were in a break or he thought they were just messing with him and he didn't know he was on the air? Is Is that at least what maybe Huggins was trying to put out there? You know, part of me wants
14: to give him the benefit of the doubt because he has been through tens of thousands of interviews, I would guess, whether it's in front of a microphone where he knows he's at a press conference, or he knows he's on a sideline report, or he knows. He just knows. And how many times has he done interviews with the radio? Um, uh, part of me just thinks that like you can't be so naive. But also just what what several people told me and not volunteered it because I think it's embarrassing. And it was not included in any explanation or any statement because no one's going to believe it. And it doesn't necessarily make you look better if you were not aware you were on the air. But um, here's somebody who was going from point A to point B. Um, I believe he was somewhere in Ohio on his way into West Virginia, not a very far drive, because he was due at a fundraising activity. And the phone rang. And it wasn't like it was set up by a producer. It was just a number from an area code that he knows. And Huggins knows a ton of people in Cincinnati. Might have been programmed into his phone if it was the host or if it was, you know, his one of his old assistant coaches is one of the co-hosts for that show. Maybe that's in his phone book. I don't know. I haven't been able to ask him that question or get an answer from anybody. I really authentically trust here. But I think what he had told, I know what he told a lot of people initially was like, I wasn't aware I was on the air. And, you know, to the point that some people have said he found out from other people. He was on the air. Um, So that's that's perhaps proof. It doesn't really get him off the hook at all. But I could certainly see a scenario where something that has not happened in a guy in the career of someone who's done, again, tens of thousands of interviews. Maybe. How does it happen? Maybe it is something that's unique and extenuating. And perhaps that is an explanation here. Do you believe it? Does it make any difference? Mm-hmm. Very subjective answers there. I don't I don't know. I wouldn't pretend to make anybody think the way i would uh recommend here but i think it's a possibility for sure
1: it makes it it would make him seem a little less like an idiot to if he thought that he was off the air and joshing around with some old friends still awful what he said but you're right there's something to that mike kazaza uh join us from 24 7 sports and i'm wondering what west virginia fans you know like how quickly like if they had a fired him There probably would have been immediate support, I would think, just because of his legendary status. But now that this has happened, will there be some kind of, you know, rallying around him a little bit? Is it just like embarrassment? What's the rank and file West Virginia fan that you've talked to and what you've been able to kind of see? What's the reaction been to this?
14: Well,. uh, no, I mean, very, very few people. I wouldn't say no one, but very, very few people wanted him to go. And even the people who and believe it or not, Matt, there, there are people who are like, you didn't do anything wrong. here. You didn't say anything wrong. It's just crosstalk. It's locker room chatter. You know, wow. the world is too soft now. Everybody's woke. And there's a lot of that. And that's a whole other program for maybe a whole other type of programming, right, but there were people who were just like, "Why would you suspend him? Why would you find him? He apologized. It's a mistake for a guy who's been doing this for forty one seasons in college and sixteen seasons at his alma mater and and you could fill in the blanks with language you would expect and be able to predict here and that's pretty much how a lot a lot of this discourse went um but there are people who were like, "You know what, it's a bad thing, it's a stupid thing. He does deserve a punishment, and then there's you know the opposite side which is he's got to go." And sooner or later you make a mistake like this, and you got to go. And it's not like Huggins has had, you know, a clean and pure career. He's well, been fired elsewhere before too. Um, so, like, there's, there's, I'm not, I'm not saying the sins of the past are evidence that improve the future of, of misdeeds and all that, but it's not like this was the first time something has happened. So, you, I don't know that you can judge a body of work by one incident, but I also don't know you could, you know, bring the past to the present. So it was, it was quite a, a cocktail for people to, to, to sit there and hold their hands and figure out what to do with and. Again, he's just such a big figure here, and it's not basketball because, to be frank, Matt, they haven't lit the world on fire the past couple of years. They've been pretty disappointing, and, and really and truly, um, one of the worst Big Twelve programs. So it's not like here's a guy who's been cutting down nets and hanging up trophies, and you absolutely cannot lose this guy. Um, and he's really way, way closer. Way co- I mean, not even the question to the finish line, the starting line. I mean, he has a, a small number of years left before this, and now it's even smaller than that. So it's not like you had to have this guy because you were ruining a future either. And it's not like you had to have this guy because the recent past was so spectacular. People cling to him because of who he is and what he's done. And, and like, he just fits in Morgantown. town. I'm not sure that this act before Monday would fly in a lot of places, but because he's a graduate, because he is so pro West Virginia, because again, raised millions and millions and millions of dollars for cancer research. He is the going to be, or was going to be the public face of a cancer center here. Um, it just how do you knock that guy off of, like I said, Mount Rushmore? Um, so I don't think a lot of people would have been doing that, and I don't think the university was prepared to have that vacuum when it comes to power and finance in the athletic department because um, they, they just don't have a football program to prop themselves up on right now too. It, it would have been really hard to do that to take that rug out from under fans because what are you coming to the Coliseum for at that point? And more importantly, they, they've reloaded their roster somewhat. They could, they could be pretty good next year. That you have an unsquandered oppor- you have a squandered opportunity, an unrealized opportunity. If you make a change, a head coach, when you could cash in a lot of chips next year, It'd be very good. Be I don't know second weekend of the tournament, good, maybe even beyond that. And I just don't know that fans and maybe even decision makers are willing to cross that bridge. When this is something we can get into as well, you can use the person who went rogue to right the wrong, and ultimately that's what they chose to do.
1: Dude, people even want to hear from him, though. I would think in those communities or LGBTQ plus, I mean, part of what I, I was wondering what you thought of the president's statement. Uh, and it's kind of like he's going to write a check, I think, to these organizations. They're going to divert some of these funds that direction. I mean, it's almost kind of like he's going to be asked to do sensitivity training, go on a tour. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, if I were in that c- community, do you really – I mean, maybe they do want an apology from him. Maybe they want to see him in person. But it, it's just odd because we know – I mean, you know Bob Huggins, and probably the way he was talking to those guys is kind of the way he handles himself in private. And so to hmm. kind of imagine him going around to these groups and talking, I, I don't know. Is anybody other than him – well served by that, I'm not sure. You know, it's, a great, uh, you know,
14: it's a great point. It's a great point, and and the unfortunate or perhaps fortunate timing of this. is that There are no students on campus to protest now, and there are active LGBTQ plus groups on campus. Um, there's a, a, a pretty good pride organization in town. They may do something. Who knows? But they have also been heard in the past 48 hours um, and there's no students on campus to protest there's no students or fans who not come to games because they're not playing games right now so you're really do- speaking of hypotheticals about what will the effect be because it really and truly they're going to be good in the preseason they're going to have a lot of offseason hype and people are going to want to come to games um, they're going to go three and oh without bob huggins and they're going to go to a tournament maybe win the tournament and if they come back six and zero and ranked for the first game that he's back in the coliseum it'll be huge No one not be talking about that i think the university's thing is here is that, you know, these are, universities have basketball programs. They don't exist to fund a basketball program, right? It's part of their community. And if part of your community excludes and, and speaks so uh, embarrassingly, ashamedly, whatever the language you want to use these two couple days about part of your other community, then you've got to fix that. And then I think the best way they could do it was like, let's use the offender, to heal this situation here, too, because there's a risky run where if you make the change and you get rid of Bob Huggins because of his speech, well, now that other side of the aisle that has been affected may not have wanted us or asked us, but they're going to deal with a lot of blowback because you did this to Bob Huggins when they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's a risk you can't do. So now if you can create a conversation, if you can get them across the bridge, and if Bob Huggins can reach across the aisle and talk to those who he may have hurt and offended, but also reach on the other side and bring people in to see part of the conversation that they do not want to see or hear or experience right now, and they can understand what the affected side feels, that may be a win for everybody. That's going to take a lot of work. That's a tremendous leap of faith. I'm saying these words, and I'm like, no one's going to believe this, Mike, but that's part of the (laughs) thought process. That's that's part of the thought process for a university and for leaders because a basketball team is as much a part of the community as – LGBTQ plus in their university campus. Like you want to make sure everybody feels like they're part of it. And if you let one person displace another, you failed and they were not going to do that. So how do they fix that is what they're going to do now. And you're right. Will they listen to him? I don't know. Will they walk out? Will they show up? I had no idea, but he, he's like, if you read the statement, he is, is ordered to be curious, to be active and to be engaged. Um, he can't just go to these things and sit in the back of the room, right? He's got to be, out front and part of it. And then maybe by the time that he comes back and the three-game suspension is over, instead of like footage of him barking and scowling on the sideline, it's footage of him talking to these groups and listening and shaking hands and hugging people. Stuff that exists only in your mind right now as what if. But what if it does happen? That's pretty powerful stuff, and that's where they put their eggs right now.
1: When do you think he'll talk?
14: Not for a while. I mean, Matt, we're we're still waiting on – on his news conference for when he was inducted into the hall of fame. He, d- he didn't do it because he's not into that stuff too. And I don't, he's not going to sit on Oprah's couch. Uh, he's not going to go on a Jay Leto. Like, like when you see the celebrities do their rehab tours, he's not going to do that. I think he's going to, you know, take the medicine is not the right word. I don't want to say that. Um, I think he's going, I think he's going to put on, put on the sports coat and go and do the job right now and what he's supposed to do I think he's going to try to be authentic about it and he better be because they've established a zero tolerance if he starts you know messing around these things or if he's not taking it seriously he's done Um, if he slips up on the sideline and says something that he shouldn't someone hears it he's done you know similarly if a student athlete says something like hey I heard him say this again I just I want to report it because I know he's in trouble for it he's done so like he's really got to be serious about these things right now that's his focus, and I don't think he wants to draw any artificial attention. He he is not a microwave solution guy. He's not going to say, you know what? I'll have my press conference. I'll answer everybody's questions, and we'll be done with it. Doesn't want that. Um, he's never been in that like using the media for as a mechanism for that. Um, this is the guy who this, this sounds trite and cliche, but I mean, coal miner family. His dad was a coach. He only knows hard work. All that stuff that he said a million times before. But like. He's got he's got work to do right now, and if he doesn't take it seriously, he knows what the outcome is. I mean, he he's on one year contracts now, and for a coaching lifer to know that that's on the table, you, you really have to be serious about this now. And he has no other choice.
1: Mike, what's he what's he like to deal with on you know after games, uh, even in some of the maybe informal times with with beat writers and TV folks um, i'm sure there's some times maybe you get to be around him is he is curmudgeonly and it's almost like miserable sometimes as he comes across i mean i'm sure he's funny i'm also sure he could be a jerk at times i mean at least again from kind of watching him from afar like what's the media truly think of him that's around him a lot you're
14: going to get different opinions cuz you really have to know him um, I, I would I would challenge everybody right now to take this test, but think of what you imagine Bob Huggins to be like in conversation, right? Because here he is, six foot four, and and whatever his weight is, he's a like, he's a big guy. Like there's no doubt about that, and he's a huge presence. And you think, man, this guy must be abrasive. He must be really hard to deal with. Um, he must be just like a loud, obnoxious person. He is extremely soft-spoken um, in news conferences and one-on-ones. You really have to be quiet and lean in to listen to him. He is. Extraordinarily smart, uh, he can talk to you on a number of uh, different topics on things. I, I don't want to say this it is like a Renaissance man, and please forget everything that happened. That's not my point, but that is just to re—I guess—to illustrate how surprising it is for people who know him to be trapped, tripped up, I should say, to be entrapped in his own words and actions to make a mistake like that. Um, that's surprising to a lot of people because he's just so shrewd and so smart and media savvy, or just savvy in general um but yeah like he's also honest he's extremely protective of his players he's not going to two face you on stuff uh, he and i and i've known him for like 16 years uh he wasn't at my wedding didn't send me a gift or anything but like I, I, he he's curious about a lot of things that you do and you know, because you're around him so much during the season that we're we going to talk about basketball again. You want to talk about that pick and roll. You want to talk about that timeout I didn't call. Okay, cool. You want to talk about this preview for the 31st time of the season. You, you find different things to talk about and you can also relate in different ways where like he, he may club you for something that you say he doesn't agree with because he's very protective of his players of his program and of what he thinks is right. But he also understands that you have a job and an opinion too. So um, I think other people have different experiences with him too. I know people who covered him in Cincinnati. And they're like, "You're crazy." He was not like that here. He's much older now, and he's much. I mean, he would tell you too. I hope that I'm not the same person I was in Cincinnati. That didn't end well, right there. But he's also older, and he's been through more, and he understands things too. And I think, above all else, he's wildly grateful to be here at West Virginia. People forget like he had just taken a job at Kansas State. He's told us before he would have never left. Unless the West Virginia job came up, but he didn't want to go anywhere else. He felt so at home at Canada State. He didn't want to leave again. They gave him a second chance and he was ready to go and he loved it there. He still left it there. But Morgantown was the spot where he always wanted to be. And the fact that he had a chance to start at a point where you maybe can see the finish line in your career, I think he takes every day as like, how do I how do I make this better for everybody? And is that media? Sometimes it is. So my experience is probably different than a lot of people think. I'm, I'm rambling here, but, but, but like, I do feel kind of strongly about this. Like, he's he's been good to me through the years. But it hasn't been mm-hmm. perfect by any means, but, like, he's really treated me like someone. And he's treated many other reporters like people he respects. And then, this is anecdotally, but, like, one of the beat writers for West Virginia covered the Big Red Machine in Cincinnati. He wrote Charlie Hustle, right? Um, he's Pete Rose's biographer. And Huggins knew just of him from reading about him, and Huggins is delighted that he's on the beat covering West Virginia basketball now, and they talk about Cincinnati and the Reds and old stories about that back then. It's got nothing to do with Big East or Big Twelve basketball. But again, what are you going to talk about all the time? Are you talk about basketball, are you don't talk about life and experiences that you share or you want to share with others. And for him, it's much more than just here's a sport I coach. And here's the question you have to ask and answer. Um, he's just a different guy, but we, we think of him differently than other people do. And you probably think a lot differently of him today than you did three days ago.
1: Yeah, and he's got some making up to do, but uh, that, that really good stuff, Mike. Uh, Mike Casaza uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley show. I appreciate it, man. I'm going to be in touch with you, and I'm I'm kind of excited at some point to talk about what you were talking about—the portal, the fact that how in the world did West Virginia, who lost more players than gained players over the years, have this incredible run in the portal? And uh, and again, that you know that that. I hope we can get back to that being the story, but obviously there's another headliner. But Mike, great job on on the story, and uh, hope to uh, uh, meet you in person one of these days.
14: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. a fan of your work, and also just take a commercial break. Google Bob Huggins transfer portal last year, the year before, he hated it. It was the end of college sports, <laughs> and here he is, uh, here he is on the mountain for for a day. Well, I guess maybe not today. But uh, you know, doing it better than anybody. So again, a bit of a renaissance, <laughs> man. He going to reinvent himself. He's going to have to do it again.
1: Absolutely. All right, Mike, appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Um, Mike Casazza, uh, uh and uh, does a nice job there uh, for uh, 247 Sports covering the Mountaineers. And he was the one this morning. I mean, I, I, I'm sure everybody saw ESPN. Pete Thamel did have it. But uh, the first person reporting on all these uh, all these uh, this punishment. Uh, was, uh, was the guy we just talked to. So great to have him on. Really good perspective. A wise young guy. Um, uh, I don't know how young he is. Kind of sounded young. Uh, but uh, really uh, great perspective from him. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. A little more to say about some of these awards that went out for Big 12 softball. The Bears come across looking great today as they should and then a comment or two perhaps on baylor baseball as they try to kind of get things moving in the right direction and see if they could possibly finish strong this week this weekend all right all of that coming up next
4: this is the baylor sports feed
9: a daily look inside baylor athletics here's the voice of the bears
2: John Morris.
7: Everybody, it's time a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, an update on women's golf for the NCAA regional, baseball back in action tonight, and softball opens play tomorrow in the Big 12 tournament. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
0: Discounts may vary
4: by situation.
7: It's Jeep season at Allen Samuels in Waco, and the deals on Jeeps are hot. Get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with $5,500 in total values or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with total values up to $5,000. Or if that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass with 5.9% for 72 months plus $2,000 in total values. Plus $500 bonus cash to first responders. Find the Jeep that's right for you at Allen Samuels in Waco.
2: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
7: And welcome back. Baylor Women's Golf sits in fifth place after two rounds of the NCAA Pullman Regional in Pullman, Washington. The top five teams advance to the NCAA Championships. The final round is today. Follow along at golfstat.com. Baylor Baseball dropped a 4-2 decision to Grand Canyon last night at Baylor Ballpark. They are back in action tonight, hosting Lamar on the air at 615, first pitch at 630, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor softball gets a practice on the fields today in Oklahoma City. The Big 12 tournament begins tomorrow for the Bears. Baylor with a ton of momentum coming off the series sweep of Texas to end the regular season, says junior center fielder Mackenzie Wilson.
11: This team has a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence, but I don't think it just came from this past weekend. I think it's um, been built upon uh, previous weekends. I think our coaches, they um, set up a very competitive schedule. Um, And so early on, we faced uh, very competitive teams. and built our confidence there. And, and so, just coming off this weekend, um, like you said, a, a lot of momentum is, is definitely going into that. And a, a everyone knows what field we're about to play on, Hall of Fame Stadium. Every, everyone knows what happens there in June. Um, champs are crowned there. Um, a champ will be crowned this weekend. And so, um, it's just an exciting environment and what a great opportunity.
7: Pretty good motivation to play Iowa State
11: again. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I'm itching. I'm, I'm my skin's crawling to get back out on the field because, yeah, we, we lost some tough games out there in uh, in Ames, and so uh, to to go back and and they know Iowa State. I'm sure they know that that we're hungry, um, and they're not going to back down either. So it's definitely going to be a dogfight, and um, we'll see who who comes out on top. And hopefully, it's the Bears,
7: Mackenzie Wilson and the Bears opening play in the Big 12 tournament in Oklahoma City tomorrow. On the air at 1145, first pitch at noon for Baylor versus Iowa State on 101.3 FM, television on Big 12 Now on ESPN. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
3: The source for Baylor athletic news and information.
6: goldenberg.benchmark.us
12: The Clifton Chamber of Commerce welcomes all to the 11th Annual Bosky Tour de Norway Bicycle Rally Saturday, May 20th. Since its introduction in 2012, the rally continues to gain popularity among cyclists for its burning climbs, gorgeous panoramic views, the generous hospitality of local volunteers, and the unique cultural experiences of Clifton. Register now at bikereg.com. That's bikereg.com or register the day of. Registration begins at 6 a.m. The race starts at 8 a.m. As the host of the Voski Tour de Norway, the Clifton Chamber of Commerce invites you to join us for a lovely spring day of cycling, wildflowers, and fun.
9: Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them we use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection.
3: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
0: Pre-owned anniversary sale savings right now at the 24th anniversary sale at Richard Car Motors. Qualified buyers can get a 2014 Cadillac CTS sedan for only 196 a month, or a 2019 Buick Convention for only $311 a month, or drive off in a 2017 GMC Sierra 1500 SLT crew cab for only $392 a month. 100% approval is our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for 24th anniversary savings at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you qualified buyers at 5.49% for 72 months with $5,000 down. Cash or trade. TTL Extra. See dealer for details.
8: SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find T-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at socalwaco.com.
13: There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN
3: Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley.
1: Well, that's correct. It is uh, Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And Aaron, I always like to check the Waco Trib. We had John Werner on earlier. And uh, enjoy the Waco Trib, reading it on a daily basis. And I really enjoyed, about an hour ago or so, they put an article up. uh, Bryce Cherry has this one. In fact, we may need to get Bryce on uh, because I bet he's going to be at state uh, covering this. But it's about McGregor's uh, Darius Dixon. uh, And and just, you know, advancing to uh, the uh, UIL State Track and Field Championships uh, in Austin. And it competes competing in four different events, and it's just it's kind of a story too about Todd McCauley, the coach at McGregor, kind of pacing things, doing things, uh, kind of modifying throughout the year the um, the workout schedule to have Dixon um, peaking at the right time, the high jump, triple jump, and the four hundred meter dash. He will be participating in, and will also anchor. McGregor's uh, McGregor's four by four hundred meter relay team in the last event of the day, of the day. Um, and of course the defending Class Three A champion in the four hundred and an eight time state qualifier for his career. Very very cool, and we'll be kind of monitoring that. We got all sorts of cool high school stuff coming up. You'll hear West on our airwaves. Uh, our family of networks. Uh, uh, you've got uh, Crawford softball that you'll hear, uh, Boskiville Valley Mills. I mean, everybody's getting set to get on their runs locally. But I just wanted to single out that that individual for, uh, for displaying that kind of speed. And Aaron, it looks like because they've been able, he's had some injuries that he's had to fight, they've rested him enough, and at regionals, Got an eye-popping personal record, this according to Bryce Cherry, of uh, 49.925 on the triple jump. And then on the the high jump, there's some thought that he'll be able to hit around 6.6, somewhere up around there, which might be able to win state in the high jump. Aaron, I don't remember, like when Stephen Simcox was out at McGregor, I don't remember them having athletes quite like this. This is big time. I, the young Simcox, if you're listening out there, did you ever? Did anyone you know ever make it to state? I'd like to get to the bottom of that one. But this is really cool stuff. Um, Aaron, did you uh, did you ever win district when you were doing some of that long distance running? And no. <laughs> okay, Aaron's
2: I was okay. Gonna... I wasn't like very. I wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I was middle of the pack. That makes sense.
5: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that—that's kind of. I can imagine. It makes sense to me. I, I would literally, see yeah. It back yeah, back there, just kind of hanging out right in the middle of the pack there. But that's go. Cool, that's okay. You got out there and you competed. All right, and you, and that was before the UIL got people for transferring for athletic reasons. Aaron beat them to the punch by going from Waco High to Robinson to finish up. You know, Aaron. That was for athletic purposes, and I think the UIL needs to look into that all these years later.
2: I'll tell you a quick story that I you just made me remember. My first day of school in Robinson, I guess someone <laughs> found out that I went from Waco Ohio to Robinson and was going to play football, even though I wasn't super athletic, but they didn't know that. One of the local TV stations had a film crew out there, and the coach was like, yeah, if he plays, it's not going to be that much probably not <laughs> probably not worthy of the 10 o'clock news we both got a chuckle out of that
1: yeah yeah I'd like to know who uh who was doing the news back then I'm trying to think who might have been on that story Wow uh, I like that Aaron was making his transfer in there the news crew was out there the original getting, transfer
2: portal story
1: <laughs> getting the scoop yes yes no Nil money at that point now uh Aaron we've got all sorts of Baylor stuff coming in that I like some of this softball today um glenn moore named big 12 conference co-coach of the year i've got him as just the coach of the year all right i don't even, i don't really know that we i mean the coach of the year oklahoma is a power and and she's going to get celebrated every year because they win the national championship every year but they knocked her off in one game this year before conference and then the bears sweep texas i think that's unbelievable that he uh That he's recognized like this. Now, Aaron, what's funny is (laughs) the Bears have been to the College World Series in softball um, four times. They've won four conference championships. And for whatever reason, he had never been named the Big 12 Coach of the Year. Well, this year, even though they were really, really good, they finished fourth in conference. And he gets Co-Coach of the Year. Go figure. Baylor um, uh, it, it D1 softball it's kind of interesting talking about Baylor D1 softball they're a really good softball site. It says Baylor has its win against Oklahoma, two more recent wins at Tennessee and this pack uh, this past weekend sweep against Texas. You won't find many number four seeds with a resume like that. And of course they're talking about fourth seed, in the conference bears will open uh, conference championship play tomorrow morning Aaron that game's been moved up trying to beat the weather and all that 10 a.m out in Oklahoma City 10 a.m and uh, we'll see Aaron I was given a rude reminder in my mind I kind of had been thinking you know like every year Baylor will go to the Big 12 baseball championships and and uh, have a chance to maybe get on a run. You never know what could happen. And then, Aaron, it dawned on me, not everybody gets to go to that. There's one team generally, there's eight teams that go to it. There's one team that gets moved out. So the Bears still have work to do to try to get to this tournament. Aaron, I was even kind of looking it up last night to make sure I had that right. Now, uh, other, other big-time things that are happening with the softball program. First team, all Big 12, Shaylan Govan. Shaylin Govan, who every time she comes up is a threat to go deep. And she's got a flair for the dramatic. First team, all Big 12. Second team, all Big 12, Dariana Orm. Okay, Dari, as we call her. And the uh, Baylor softball, Aaron calls her, it says, Our Girl, Dar Queen. Notice they didn't say Dari Queen, Dar Queen. I like that. Dar Queen. I may go with that, uh, if I'm allowed. All right. Wait a sh- uh, And then also Baylor softball All Big 12 freshman team, Aaron Riley Crandall. Riley Crandall, who man brought it the other day against those evil Longhorns. Longhorns came in there, Aaron, and 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 Glenn's like, we're gonna rest our starter, we're gonna rest our ace, and what happened? Sweep. The sweep three game sweep and then Aaron NCAA softball the Twitter site that represents all of NCAA they've got like 347,000 followers their photo of the week it says number 20 Baylor softball brought the brooms to the celebration after sweeping number five Texas kind of fun Now, also a reminder, Aaron, I think you had this news the other day, yesterday maybe, that uh, Big 12 Softball Awards for the week, Josie Bauer, big-time senior, and Riley Crandall, who I just mentioned, were the um, Big 12 Players of the Week. Player of the Week was Josie Bauer, continuing to mash the ball, doubles every extra base hits all around, had a great senior day performance, and they got interviewed after the game by John Morris, And then Riley Crandall was named the pitcher of the week. Aaron, I'm watching this I'm looking at this picture right now, Riley Crandall. There's just a there's a ferocity in a in a there's just something when happens when she's in the circle already seems to have like a big time presence about her. And I love that. I love that I mean I just think I think she there's no there's no turning back when she gets in the circle. All right, Aaron. Let's do a quick check, though, of uh, Baylor women. Now, We probably already have a uh, uh, a write up on this. Um, let's see here. This is a this is about an hour ago. Okay, okay. This is good news because I was checking on this before the show, and now I need to kind of I need to kind of take a peek at this. The Baylor women's golf headed to the NCAA championship. For the sixth time in eight years, they, they were at regionals, and the, uh, the the tweet that went out is, Pack your bags. We're going back to Greyhawk. Ticket is punched. NCAA championships will be May 19th through the 24th. And uh, that, is, that is very exciting news. In fact, I was going to third straight trip. Sixth trip in the last eight seasons. And uh, Sarah Hasegawa, who's been their best player all year, shoots 68, Aaron, for a third day in a row to get the Bears in the clubhouse at 23 under. Uh, They were six shots clear of fifth place Texas Tech and 10 shots of sixth place Kentucky. So they got to where they needed. Rosie Belsham, Uh, From England, from Great Britain, rolls home with a 2-under 70. And then Hannah Karg uh, finishes, um, let's see, for the second straight day with a 2-under 70. All right. And then um, listen to this back nine, Aaron. The uh, Silhay, big-time player for the Bears, 31 Goes out and shoots a 31. So, from what I can tell, making sure this is updated, the Bears finished fourth, only three strokes behind USC. Stanford, Clemson, USC, and then Baylor, and then Texas Tech. And they will all head to the NCAA championships at Greyhawk. Uh, that's the women's golf championships. Aaron, great news there for Baylor women's golf. Uh, and just missing it would be Kentucky. Kentucky was on the outside looking in. Bears shoot on the final round a 277. They saved their best for last, and that was really a really great score. After opening with 283, 281. And then 277. And I just want to look real quick, Aaron, to let our folks know, uh, Baylor's highest finisher was Sarah Hasegawa, uh, who transferred in this year from, I think it was like East Tennessee or Tennessee Tech, somewhere like that, and uh, has just been incredible for Baylor and finishes – with a third straight 68. And that was good enough for a tie for sixth place. And uh, had, on the day, gave that gave five birdies and one bogey for uh, Sarah Hasegawa. And then the next best finisher for the ba- for the Bears, Rosie Belsham, uh, finished and tied for 13th. And then back there, tied for 23rd, Hannah Carr. So the Bears really all... Just finished extremely strong today. And in fact, Aaron, that sixty-nine by um Silhe Oma. I was just talking I was telling you about that thirty-one she had on the back. Uh that this was after four bogeys on the front and just kinda hung on, was two over, kinda having a so so day, and then one, two, three, four, five birdies on the back. Five birdies on the back, uh, an incredible finish by uh, Silhey Oma. And so, when you're when the fourth best score that you're bringing in is finishing uh, with a 69, that's pretty dang good. That's really really good for the Bears as the uh, the Baylor women do an incredible job and finish strong. And let's see, Aaron, if I can provide any information on anybody else. Oh. From the Big 12, the uh, Texas Tech had a player uh, finish with a 73 today, and that was their top finish. And then University of Houston, which will soon be in the Big 12, uh, had someone that shot a 69 today. So pretty strong outing. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. Been a strong day. Great guest. We got to do the dismount. We're gonna say good night to you. We'll do it next. Coach Mitch
9: Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central
7: Texas. The Bears back in action Wednesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting the Lamar Cardinals. 615 for the warm-up show, 630 first pitch for Baylor Lamar Baseball Wednesday from Baylor Ballpark. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Up to 60% off storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion. All up to 60% off. Not a discount store. It's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers.
9: Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco.
0: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com.
5: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central central national bank member fdic
8: socal speed shop in downtown waco is waco's newest speed shop looking for hot rod parts socal speed shop in waco has unbeatable prices check out their showroom located at 321 6th street just two minutes away from the silos you'll find t-shirts memorabilia collectible decals and more SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown
3: Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN
0: Central Texas it's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley
3: Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Well, just heard from uh, Coach Goble, Jay Goble, Baylor women's uh, golf, and uh, he's uh, he's thrilled with that performance. That's just crazy. Uh, their top finisher for Baylor, uh, Sarah Hasegawa, went 68-68-68. Three straight 68s. And then their next best golfer, uh, at least in in, uh, the course of this tournament, in the regionals, went 70-70-70. I mean, you just never see something like that. So, pretty amazing. And um, the Rangers, as we do the dismount and say goodnight to you, Rangers get a 4-3 win. And... um, really a big one um it looked like the seattle came back and um well here and when today because when i was watching earlier today rangers were up three two so seattle what the tide that thing in the bottom of the eighth i'm sitting here looking at the line score trying to figure out how this all happened but uh rangers did go ahead and pull this game out four to three to win that series and get back to 22 and 14. And uh, really, really nice effort um, from the Rangers. Dane Dunning gave them six innings, two earned runs, uh, six hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Aaron, from that point on, how many pitchers do you think they used? One, two, three, four. <laughs> he gets them through six. They had to use four more pitchers. And it got them through the game, and uh, Rangers able to close that thing out and take down the mighty Mariners 4-3. to Really nice win for the Rangers. And uh, Dane Dunning gets the win in that one. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. Oh, they went up 4-2, Aaron. Now it's coming back to me. It went up 4-2 and held on to win it 4-3. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Everybody have a great night, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock.
3: This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. A daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here now is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.
7: everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz.